0: Ciao, ventini, Welcome back to the All UV Cast channel, where, of course, it's all UV all the time. And uh, I don't know if you guys are as sore as I am, but I am sore after that beatdown because we got absolutely obliterated yesterday. And uh... I'm fine, thanks. Okay. That's good. I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got uh, the Napoli beat down to uh, tackle, to discuss. Mm -hmm. It was painful. Um, The watch along couldn't have, uh, yeah, that's not what any of us wanted. I say thank you to everybody who toughed it out with me and stuck around. And uh, hey, say misery loves company. That was one of those scenarios. That was awful. And uh, yeah, everything that could have gone wrong, pretty much did. Every and damn thing. Right. Hey, what were we saying in the match day live? Matt? We were saying they're gonna they're gonna put their title credentials to the test, and you know what? Pfft. They passed the test. They are uh, right now, seemingly, the real deal. Um, mm-hmm. And Juve had absolutely zero answers. Max Allegri will talk about it. The players, we'll talk about it. Um, we'll talk mm-hmm. about everything that went down. We're going to get to some of the comments here from some of the uh, live chat right now. Also give some uh, folks a little, few minutes to get in here and whatnot. Now, Jeremiah saying it. I've said it a million times, but is the difference maker in this Juve squad. He brings calmness, control, and composure in the mid. No balance without him. With all due respect, Jeremiah, I will say this. Fajoli's not changing that game for Juventus yesterday. There Mm -hmm. is far too much that we got wrong, that went wrong. I'm sorry. None of the young guys are changing that game for Juventus Mm -mm. yesterday. I, I can't feel any stronger about a statement as... No individual comes in there and changes what went down. You're playing against a well-oiled machine. Our structure, our lack of structure in attack, whatever, for me, was on full display. And then it came down to players and their instincts. And that needs to take over. And it's not there for this Juve side. So, Anthony, yeah, you was feel a lot... the same way about me when it comes to the young guys in this yeah. one? Like, I didn't see any of our guys turning that thing around for us to be honest
1: yeah before Di Maria's goal I heard some people saying get Di Maria, Di Maria put Sule in and you know Madetu changed this game Fajolo changed this game and li- listen hey people have the right to their opinions and we you and I we sit here and we say that that's fine but you and I are going to sit here and probably disagree with those ones and I fully agree with you I I don't think a fully fit pug must coming into that game and changing it or you know, fully a fully fit anybody's coming to that game is not changing that game. It was a complete system breakdown, and there was nothing
0: there was yeah. nothing one player or two players could have done to fix that. Napoli picked us apart, our game plan, our strategy, mm-hmm. like everything, and they knew they were poking and prodding for the first like ten minutes and you could see how are we gonna get this. They were playing around the perimeter. Juve's in their shell and then they get into it. And then um, I literally said it on, I was like, it's not going to be long before they start just going up over the top and start trying to hit direct on Osiman and whatnot and work off there. And sure enough, they did. And yeah, they just found ways to get behind our guys. There was way too much movement. Juve was caught. If you watch them, not knowing if half the time, if they wanted to man Mark or if they wanted Mm -hmm. to switch into zones and you just had players, yelling at each other uh pointing out what they thought their assignments were that was absolutely awful and that is the reason why i don't think a player comes in there and changes that for Juve. that was a complete like and says system breakdown or lack of a system breakdown mm-hmm. if you want to go there um, but we'll tackle all this a little bit deeper in the morning there. Um, Sal just saying uh, Max's teams, too much on individual brilliance. We don't flow, play like a real team, we'll tackle that as well. Bobby Ogosal, good morning, Bobby. Here's to corrections next week and on from there. That's all you could really hope for. And uh, exactly. that sums it up uh, quite nicely there. Yeah. <laughs> Now, uh, Michael Razzo, guys, it's not Napoli. It's our shitty coach with unfit players. Saying this for a long time, big changes the UV. We could patch a problem, but it won't change anything. We're gonna we're gonna tackle where we we'll go get into that. from here. Um, and uh, Dells is on the same lines as us. I don't think it would have mattered who we had out there yesterday. It was abysmal. Yes, and I have questions. I have a lot of questions. Um, in terms of this team, in terms of what went down, um, just the players in general, their fitness for that one a week leading into that game. And it seems like nobody had their legs with them. Max even spoke about that one. Um, we'll get into it all. Let's start with the starting lineup because hindsight's always twenty-twenty. Mm-hmm. I could make sense with what Max wanted to do going into that game, okay? The three five two is where we've seen balance. It's where we've seen um, us go on this run and whatnot. Yes, I understand McKinney was one of those midfielders, okay? But we had Chiesa and Di Maria at the start, um, mm-hmm. okay? Which is seemingly telling us Max tried to want to at least get after this. The problem ended up being for whatever reason, this is why I get into like so many questions I have. Why on earth I would have expected if McKenney's going to be in there and play as one of those guys, he's going to be the one that offers Chiesa that freedom to get a little bit further forward and try mm-hmm. and contain Cavarzaglia on his wing. The problem is is that McKenney ended up being the one well beyond Chiesa the majority of the time while he's out there. And that just doesn't make sense to me. So again, system tactics what we were trying to do. Di Maria early on, it didn't take long in this one to find out he was playing with his back. He was, they're trying to find him in creation. Napoli basically chewed him up and spat him out in the middle there. It was so easy for them. And they just mm-hmm. like assaulted him the second he got the ball and everything. There was nothing he could do. And we needed to find some answers. And we weren't. And we weren't. So that little strategy, that little game plan. It was dead early on and you knew Juve had to figure something out. You could see Napoli immediately what they did. They know Juve's is pretty one dimensional when it comes to build up and attack, which is come down a flank. They mm-hmm. do very little centrally or whatnot. they knew that would be probably Di Maria. It took that away and they overloaded the flanks. What can Juve do? Well, again, this is what we talk about when your plan or your system, whatever that may be kind of, falters you have to get into you have to get into your instincts whatnot there they needed to start being directed and those guys at the back to start pushing up and offer that switch field because napoli's overloading flanks you didn't see that maybe twice from juve
1: danilo hit one to kostic and
0: i can't remember another one yeah, these guys Man. needed to do that. That's what they needed. They needed to find out how they were going to get that switch field to beat that overload to the side, rather than just cough the ball up a million times, which is what we did pretty much, and gave Napoli possession. And then Napoli tried to work around their buildup to get back at us. Um, yeah,
1: it's going to be you and I. You and I have Yeoman's work today to try and break this one down. So I guess we'll just do it piece by piece. Then I would assume the starting. Um, let's go
0: with the starting lineup. How'd you feel? Well, about it?
1: Yeah, the again hindsight twenty twenty, we're like this is probably the best eleven we have at the moment. Looking back, should Kiesa and McKennie have started at the same time? Probably not. But then you you know you have the people out there saying, well, Kies is not a right wing back. I, we I, I would agree with that. Um, it, it's tough because now I think what's going to happen now is this was a bit of a perfect storm because now you have players coming back fit who can play, who haven't been playing that Allegri wants to insert into the starting lineup. Di Maria Chiesa. Now, are they upsetting? I don't want to say that they upset the balance, but you know, it's like now you want to integrate these better players into a system that has been working. That may not be the system that suits them the best, but it's a system as a whole, that's been helping the team out. And it just, I don't want to say those two players got it wrong yesterday because I'm definitely not saying that. But I think it was a bit of a perfect storm. Now you have players fit coming into a system that's worked as a whole but not necessarily for the individual players. And to your point before, players are just like, was I supposed to cover that wide open guy at the back post? Oh, yeah, sorry, that was my man. And that
0: stuff's going to happen. And you ran into a buzzsaw.
1: That's all you
0: did. And I mean, like I said, Trying to make sense of this, and everybody's still talking like Fajoli and whatnot, getting him in there. I get it; like it's fine. The only thing I was thinking is that Fajoli probably wouldn't even be able to be Fajoli like we need because that role would have wanted to be defensive behind Chiesa and pushing him forward. But it's not what we saw whatsoever. Mm -hmm. In hindsight yeah hindsight's 2020 maybe you go for Jolie. maybe it helps you a bit maybe he's the one with those instincts i believe he does have that could have found some more switch fields but overall that would have just helped us move up the pitch but again with a very very big big glaring lack of structure in attacking uh i i don't know if it's enough i don't know if it's yeah enough like in this one like the
1: one like I, i'm trying to make sense of the stats and like there's there's nothing in the statistics that you can draw any positives from, but the one, the one big negative is I just noticed here: uh, accurate passes, five hundred versus two
0: hundred and ninety-seven. Yeah, Napoli. Believe- we were we made it far too comfortable for them, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about what happened at the end of the first half and then going into the second half because this is another thing that I really want to get into about this game, and that's like just our structure, our our team play, and whatnot. Starting lineup, Chesney, Danilo, Bremer, Sandro, as is Chiesa, McKenny, Locatelli, Rabio, Kostic, Di Maria, Milik. It's and McKenny again. I don't know if he is being instructed to do what he's doing or what's going on with the runs he's making and advancing there. I don't know what it is, but it needed to be cleaned up. It wasn't. Um, so for that, I could probably criticize Max at the start. I kind of understood, at least in my head, what he was trying to do or Mm -hmm. what he was thinking. It didn't play out that way. So there, you could probably criticize Max for sure. 14th minute, Osiman, Awful coverage from Juventus. Absolutely awful coverage from Mm -hmm. Juventus. Uh, Napoli gets in behind us. Locatelli is ending up being behind Sandro, protecting him, which is fine. The cross comes in. We have Bremer and Danilo. On Osiman. Okay. The cross well, comes sort in sort of Kiesa is following Kavrachkalia. He's not even on him. And McKenny is actually the one watching. He's watching Kavrachkalia. or er, and uh mm-hmm. he's the one that volleys it and then <laughs> header rebound. There you go. Just like that, right? Um Absolutely brutal. Um, 20th minute after that, Di Maria coming back, just stealing an awful pass from Ramani, um, putting it off the bar. Close, close. Um, in the long run, I think we would have seen that it probably ultimately, even that goes in, draws a 1-1, probably wouldn't have changed anything overall based on what happened, but you never mm-hmm. know. 38th minute. Um, I still can't believe this from Bremer. Uh, Bremer, it was as if... He became possessed he, by Zabina or something yesterday. His brain
1: shut off. Zabina. <laughs> his brain shut off yesterday.
0: It did. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And at, for Bremer, I'm just gonna leave it as as chalk that one up and uh, you know, just get rid of it and forget about yep. it. Cause I don't think we'll probably ever see him as bad as uh that. Um the I one can think thing of I have watching on that uh, some Torino matches last, I've I've never personally seen Bremer as bad as it. this ball. That's an easy clearance for a center back.
1: I don't know if it if maybe he lost because Osamun jumped. I don't know if he lost track of it, but he sort of like like tried to hip clear it. Like it it I don't know if it got tipped. I didn't watch a replay. I don't know if it got tipped and got past him, but Poo-san. just the the body control on that one and. Now, the one thing I'll say about Brenner, Bremer is people questioning out there on the timeline like Bremer's abilities is no, it's... unbelievable is is unbelievable to me. Like he had, he had a bad day. He had a ter- it was a nightmare for him yesterday. Yeah. But like let's just pump the brakes on Bremer. But yeah, that one there, weird. I thought it got deflected or he lost it, he lost the track of it because Yeah. The way he tried to clear that like sideways if, like and this it,
0: and that was it. And if we get into this too, okay? um again it's not just it's not just max that's a big part of it i think but it's also players too bremer made awful decision after awful decision one after another in this game napoli Mm -hmm. punished every single mistake we made Mm -hmm. and they could have had more goals based on more mistakes that we made uh but bremer was absolutely this one should have been easily handled in my opinion he completely Misjudged, misread everything. It hits his side. His momentum is taking him beyond. Oseman just turns around. He's there. People are shouting at Danilo um, to never leave Gavrach Galia alone as he runs in. If he does that, Oseman takes three steps. He's, he's yep. clear. He's standing yep. in the area when he takes over that ball. Danilo has to somewhat get involved and get in there. Bremer's taking himself completely out, heading towards right the corner. It. Yep. So it just sucks. But then uh, there's the easy finish for uh, Cavada there. It's 2-0. This is a part of the game. Chiesa switches to the left side of the pitch. We go 3-4-3. Three, three. We start to get some pressure. Okay? Start to get some pressure on there. Juve actually finds one. Di Maria gets one back. Yes, it bobbled. There was a couple one-twos, one with Locatelli, then one with Milik, who lays it off for him. And Di Maria scores, 2-1. We finish up putting them under some more pressure. Napoli looked like they were quickly countering us, though, through that. They were starting to try and get back at us. And it looked like we had some cleanup, and we looked shaky at the back. Sandro, Bremer, Danil, they all looked pretty shaky at the back. But it was good for us in the sense that we were starting to push Napoli back. And even though they were trying to counter, it was still only one or two of them versus, you know, the way it was before in build up and all of them and being able to send like Zielinski and everybody up there, Politano. But it looked better. Chiesa almost has a hard low cross deflected in from Romani. We could have went 2-2 at the half, but it didn't go. It didn't fall. I called the own goal.
1: That that was, was my second own goal half
0: call. at halftime. Changes or not three four three okay, you started to see Kiesa, and I've been saying it every time we've been seeing him. he's better player to me on the left side of the pitch than he is mm-hmm. on the right whether he's wing back, whether he's winger, whatever you want to say it. Um, he's better player on the left side because he just when you when he cuts in, he's still on his right foot if he's playing on the right side. And he doesn't often try to do it. If you watch him when he's trying to beat guys even down the sideline, he's got little room to work with because he's always – he wants to go to his right. There's no room there. There's no space. Um, on the left side, he will take it direct. But when he cuts in, it's a hell of a lot stronger than it would be uh, coming on to his off foot. He's a better player on the left side. We start the second half. I'm looking for pressure. I'm looking for keep it the same, three four three. keep Case on the left, ramp up that pressure – But we came out and we made it relaxed for them. Mm -hmm. There was no press. And when they tried, it was so out of sync. Napoli played around it with ease. And from there, it just kept going. And eventually, Napoli just completely took over. 54th minute corner kick for Napoli. McKenny goes into this thing so soft. Like it looks like he's starting to go for it. He kind of lunges his leg out for, it and then just backs off. Ramani's unmarked. Great hit. Wide ass open. Great hit, but mm-hmm. all alone from just beyond the spot on a corner kick. No chance for Chesney. It just—it's yeah. a bullet. It's a great hit, and there you go. And from there, I think we could kind of like that. That that was it. That's the killer. That's the killer. If Juve didn't get the next one, I said it on the watch On If we don't get the next one, it's uh, it's ugly. 64th minute. Here's Bremer again with a terrible decision. He has Chesney right along the line to pass back to. He's got Danilo just ahead of him to his left. That Then Danilo can tap it over to Chesney. We can move around, go out the left side. Mm-hmm. No, Bremer wants to put it straight through the player that's right in front of him. Gets mm-hmm. blocked. Stops to Gavarachkelia, who crosses it in for Osiman. 4-1. Elmas, Elmas makes it 5-1. Seven minutes later, again, awful from Juventus. Absolute beatdown. Everything that went wrong did go wrong. Napoli punished as good teams do. Good teams mm-hmm. will punish you when you make mistakes. We made a ton. Your thoughts at the end of this one, and other than what an absolute beatdown! but
1: might be the wrong person to ask because I know there's a lot of anger and, you know, confusion. It's like, you know, getting punched in the face and you're kind of in that daze. Like what? I, that's not really happened to me, but I would just assume that like you see a boxer get punched. He's in a daze trying to stand on his feet. Yeah. That doesn't really happen to me. I just, you know, awful. Cause there, the, the main thing for me was there was no positives to take from that game. Nothing there was nothing you could look at that game and say, well, you know, at least we did this. It, something like that. You just have to wipe from your memory and move on to the next one. Cause our next game, I believe is Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday against Monza. I think that's a Coppa Italia match. And Allegri said in his presser, he's like, sometimes you just got to laugh at a game like that. You just got to smile to say nothing went right. And he gave credit to Napoli. I think that kind of upset a lot of, uh, (laughs) I know that was pretty funny. (laughs) funny. Um, uh, you just gotta you gotta wipe that one off and move on to the next one and and that's exactly what I did after that
0: one you just you gotta kind of giggle and say geez yeah. like, no I, I will to say that. we're gonna get into everything I mean yes for sure because that's what we do the the tactics and all this but ultimately end of the day like when I sit there we have to look at everything as a whole now I'm not using this as a defense for Max Allegri, because I've always said the same thing. I don't care who the hell the coach is. Okay? I don't care who the coach is. Just, you got a job to do. You got to get it done. I have so many questions about this game. I have questions about how we seem so unprepared for what Napoli is going to do when you have a week prior leading up to this game. Okay? And yeah. The adjustments, the second half, I can't... This is just me. And everybody's going to have their own thoughts and whatnot. Nobody knows what the truth is uh, other than those involved. I can't help but feel we switched to a 3-4-3. We're looking for answers. We put pressure on them in the first half, but Napoli's still countering us. Juve should have continued on and gone in that direction. I think Max pulled the reins back saying they're going to counter us way too much. We can't put that much pressure. We can't press that hard. Did we start just, with the
1: three, four, three in the second half?
0: Yes. Case I mean, still hard. came out and he was left yeah. side at one point in this game. We went to uh, a four back setup where Kostic was playing at the back. And that was a complete nightmare. But to be honest, um, here, here's the thing. Okay. I don't care about okay. So I think Dell's taking this in the wrong con you should care out because the coach is responsible for approach and tax and game. I don't care about the name. Okay. I feel like yes. it's this thing with Allegri now that everybody holds on to and whatnot and has previous feelings about his first reign and where it was coming to the end or whatnot. Like, look. You don't like Allegri. You like Allegri. I don't personally care. I don't care about the individual. I don't care who it is. I care about getting the job done. That's why I say Mm -hmm. this. Because what I'm saying right now is you have a week to prepare for this game. Everybody's hung up on Max's words after this game saying that here's the thing. They're saying, why on earth would you say it's better to lose a game 5-1 than 5-1-0 games, okay? Max is Max. Who cares about his press conferences, okay? I I don't even give a shit anymore. Here's the problem I have. Bigger than those words is Max saying, we didn't come into this game with good energy. You had almost a week since the last game to get ready for one of the most crucial matches to kick off the second half of the season that could have completely blown the thing open. How do you go into it without legs? And we saw that with the players, they were standing around on a few of these goals. That's a big problem.
1: Yeah, man, I, it's easy to that. That's an easy one to point at Allegri. And I think, one of the hard things and I'm, I'm not going to disagree with that one. One thing I'll, I'm just going to maybe take a bit of a different direction. One thing that does happen is that your game plan is just completely incorrect. You had a game plan. You, you, you're trying to execute something and then the other team just completely blows it up. Right. What, what did Mike Tyson say? Everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the face. And I think that's what happened yesterday. And I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm completely defending Max, but maybe he didn't have the players to get out of, to switch game plans. Maybe he didn't, he didn't, maybe he felt that it was already too far gone at three, one to switch anything to change the game plan. But that's one where I just don't think he had any solutions. Like realistically that he had no players on the bench that could come in to change that. He had no way of switch. Maybe the three, four, three was his, his switch. And then that just wasn't working. Like again, Bremer had a nightmare. You don't game plan for your one of your top center backs to have a nightmare. Like what do you? Yeah, you don't, you don't have a you don't have a solution for that. You can't take him out. Who are you gonna put in there? Well, I guess you could. You could put Gatti in there or somebody. But I just think there was so so many breakdowns
0: in the system yesterday that there was no game plan or strategy that was gonna fix that. No, oh, I mean. And if we want to really, really break things down and really go at uh, Max for maybe playing some of these other guys, I mean, what are you going to do still at the wingback spot? Like, if you don't want to right. there, you want to move him forward, that's fine. Like, we saw Sule look defensively questionable, and we know what that role is going to need in a 3 2 Against uh Cavara, do you put Sule out there with? Kavara? I think Cavara just has a hell of a time and just carves that up. Um Barbieri, based on one friendly, come on, like it's he
1: would have uh, got cooked yesterday. Napoli
0: is a strong side, yeah, and they showed where the gap is and they showed where we are lacking. We have a lot of work to do. One thing I summed up is is this i said any way you slice it okay any way you slice it this team is a work in progress Mm -hmm. everyone has to remember that okay we haven't gone eight wins in a row since 2018 we haven't done that since 2018 so we can't act like we've been you know absolutely crushing it for the past few years and even when you talk about other coaches that have come in there this is the first time we've strung together a decent run like that eight wins since 2018 so this team is a work in progress when you look at the roster we we know where we need help and again there's probably sometimes way back when when Max was getting away with it because of the caliber of roster we had. And mm-hmm. you can make the argument that as that roster got older, needed re- retooling and revamping that they weren't bailing him out anymore. If you want to choose to believe that he was getting bailed out by the talent and whatnot, if you still think that that's what it's all about. And that's fair. It's a fair uh, criticism because I've always said, and Max has said it himself, there's freedom in attack the problem is when you play a well-oiled machine like napoli was is cruising up until now in champions league everybody we didn't mm-hmm. even make it through the group stages like, yeah their their first loss was two games ago yeah as much as it pains me to say it they're a much better side okay so do we blow everything up right now do you fire co do you fire max Allegri right now
1: okay can that that's exactly what I want to get into. And this is this is sort of a good comment to lead into it. And I just oh, I gotta find a way to explain it because I haven't finished my coffee yet. <sighs> Do people understand how hard it is to, to win eight games in a row in a top flight league and not concede? No matter who the opponents are. Like that's still an impressive feat. Okay. And remember, Inter and Lazio were two of those opponents. So completely you know, whitewashing the the whole history of Max, like the the recent run because we lost to this absolute buzzsaw yesterday. It's like, well, there you go. Everything was being massed and this those eight wins were just like uh just covering yeah. up. No, no. He he managed the the roster in a proper way to win eight games in a row with clean sheets. So you can't discredit him for all those wins because of this one loss. That's almost your, that's dis. and it pains me to say this, that's disrespectful to Napoli because Napoli is a well, like you said, a well-oiled machine. They came in and they whooped the shit out of us yesterday. Yeah. But you can't say that those eight games were just, were like a fluke or like, he, uh, Allegri got lucky. That's extremely disrespectful to, to Allegri, I think. Yeah. Like, and firing it, it- Allegri after a loss to the, oh, by the way, we're in second, by the way, if everyone forgot. We're in, we're currently in second place, um, and the team we lost to is in first place. Who lost their first game two games ago, and we're not even halfway through the season. That's match day 18 for Napoli. That's their one of their greatest wins in their in their history. For us, yeah. that was match day 18.
0: Yeah, and so, levels. Another another thing too to kind of bring everything in is yeah, like everybody's gonna get critiqued mm-hmm. at Juve. And they should. That's just the nature of the beast. Mm -hmm. but to blow everything up right now we don't even have a sporting director or a management team yet
1: or board directors
0: for me like for me if i just want to sum this one up and where we go from here if everybody's wondering where we go you have faith in the young guys moving forward because we know the roster work that's going to get done that needs Mm -hmm. to be done so it's time to stop pissing around with the guys that aren't going to be part of the future. That's how I feel right now. Have faith in the young guys. Get going with it. Just play them, and whatever happens, happens. I think we'll still see top four, because I think yesterday really shines a light for me on Serie A, where it stands. There's a big gap there from Napoli and a host of other sides, not just Juve. But going back to my point about a week to prepare for this one, Inter we beat Inter in that eight-game run. We beat Lazio mm-hmm. in that eight-game run. It wasn't just bottom feeders, like everybody wants to play the narrative. There were also a couple uh, good sides in there. And Lazio's given us fits for the past uh, few seasons. Um, who did you know say? Who did that was the, arguably one of our best games. Uh, Inter, we beat Inter. Look, there were some good games in there too. I'm not saying... That, that was the one, like, okay, we've completely flipped it around, but we were on to something that's been better than anything we were doing in the first half of the season, okay? We were on to something better than we were in the first half of the season. you got to go with it. But to have a week to prepare for this one and that's when it doesn't go Max. your way, have nothing really to offer for solutions or ideas to change something. That's a big, big failure Um, Mm -hmm. for a guy making Max's wages and of his caliber or supposed to be of that caliber. That's a big failure for me. That's a big, big failure. So for me, if I'm looking at everything, like I said, finish this season out, there's still a ton of football left to play. You 60 have, points left. Yeah, we haven't even hit the halfway mark. We've got one game, a uh, next game against <laughs> Atalanta. That's the halfway mark of Syria. Yeah. Finish the season, but have faith in the young guys while while doing so. Start to have more eyes on the future. Get your sporting director in. Make your management team. And then in the summer, retool this roster. And then move forward, but I truly believe <clears throat> Max Allegri will not be here beyond this season. I you, don't see it. You don't know, think? Okay, so I don't see just, it. Just, just to, just to get to your one point about playing the
1: young guys. So we go Monza Coppa Italia. So we go Monza, Atalanta, Monza, Salernitana, Fiorentina, and then Europa League against Nantes, Spezia, Nantes again, Torino. So and that brings us to the beginning of march so to your point if you're gonna if you're gonna see what you have in the bag with the young guys this is a pretty good stretch to to let them out there
0: yeah if you're and gonna you know what it. it's just regardless it's just it's time to to move away from that and mm-hmm. what did we say at the world cup break when it came to max allegri a lot of stuff i said <laughs> i said i said <laughs> We're going to learn a lot more about him come second half of the season as these guys get fit and where these young guys really do stand with him because that's a big, big thing. We need mm-hmm. to integrate. You have a for the first time in probably ever this big amount of young, talented players that can actually help if he starts falling back on old ways, which McKenny could be a sign of if he falls back into these habits of guys he trusts and starts going away from things that were probably the right direction after looking at it in hindsight, maybe that's a a big, big problem, right? So
1: So I don't know if there's much else to talk about that game yesterday, but I, I like in details, but I think there's a question here and it's a fair question. I'd like to get your, your opinion on it. Based on guys coming back, would it make sense for Max to switch to a 4 3 3? Or is the 3 5 2 since it's been working? Is is this is now the time to okay, listen, I got these young guys, I gotta put them in. These guys, they're some guys are better suited for 4 3 3. Is in your in your opinion, would a 4 3 3 be the time to switch and now, or would you even switch at all?
0: I don't see us having the fullbacks to play a 4 3 3. I just, I really don't. Maybe, like, okay, Cuadrado's supposed to be back. There's, like, barely any news today, but the news is Cuadrado should be back for the Copitalia match. So, if we're thinking, what, Danilo on the left side, Sandro, or, sorry, Cuadrado on the right side, and, what, Bremer and uh, Gatti, probably, as your centre-backs. Danilo? I just can't help but go back to... And this is probably a max thing and not necessarily like a player thing or whatnot, but for what max asks and wants out of the defensive phase, the four, three, three hurts us in terms of creation, in terms of keeping that balance between defense and offense, um, Pogba back. That'll help. That'll be a big help. um, Having Di Maria on the wing, Chiesa on another wing should help because the way we're using Di Maria isn't the way to play Di Maria. The way we're using Chiesa isn't the way to play Chiesa. Um, it makes sense in terms of the players. I just I go back to the start of the year and I start thinking about us having good. to flood the midfield just to get control because Max seemingly doesn't want to unleash these guys to be a pressing team. So would I like a 4 3 3 with our players when everybody's fit? Yeah, probably. Probably a 4 2 3 1, if I'm being honest. But I don't see Max doing it. I don't see him doing it. And I don't think he he gives the team enough reins. And if I look at this game yesterday, we started pressing. We started hurting them at the end of that first half. Why on earth do you not continue that in the second mm-hmm. half? Why wouldn't you just like I would rather go out swinging than sit there and be a passenger in a game where they just easily control and just see it out until they start generating chances at will and we start making errors. I don't know, what do you think?
1: I just go back to the beginning of the year and when we were running the 4 through 3 and it was it was not good. Like we sat here week in and week out and we're like this team is broken up and down. But again, we had a lot more injuries the young guys weren't integrated yet. I would I would argue that we were a completely different team back then, six months ago, like completely different uh, in terms of mentality and fitness. Like we couldn't finish games after the thirtieth minute; we were exhausted. Uh, it, it's it's tough. I, I I agree with your points, and you know, is playing the four three three going to leave us some holes in some places? But it's gonna it's gonna suit other players in other spots. Uh, no, I'm I'm a big advocate of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But man, we got broken off yesterday. So uh, there's there's naturally gonna be calls, that, hey, let's let's switch up the formation. But it it's it's harder to stick to your guns in a in a time like this. It's easy to say, okay, I'm gonna change everything, but it's harder to stick with your you know, with the game plan with your path forward, it, it's very difficult to do. And I'm, I have, I see Allegri not changing anything. I think part of it too, if we think about
0: on. this, like we make the switch, we're, we're getting, we're getting to the second half of the season. Now um, you've got guys that need to get comfortable and whatnot. So I think it's easier to plug guys into a system that's there. That's seemingly working and you're getting results and then switching it out completely and because, hey, what happened yesterday when we switched it? There was a lot of uncertainty in terms of what the assignments were and everything right. like that. So you see that, right? And I don't know. I, I I really don't know if he does it. If we do it, I'm fine with it. It's not like I would say, no, sure. You've got the talent. Try the four three three. Try, try and get it. But I also think back to when we were playing the four-man back setup with the players we do have and us looking vulnerable at the back as well. And the 3 five, 2 forget about yesterday, but seemingly the most solid we've been at the back. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. teams still get chances, and everybody's bringing that up there. Yeah. Um, Natural positions for players in a 433 versus a three five two. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. But with every action, there's usually an equal or opposite reaction. So like I don't think we're gonna find something perfect, to be honest. Usually that's preseason, you work into it. We had a belief that we were going to do something this season in a certain setup, and it got completely like it went completely wrong. We got into mm-hmm. a three-five-two. We found a midfield with balance in Locatelli, Rabio, Fagioli, um, and stick to that. Meretti was doing well in this uh, kind of advanced role. He was helping. The biggest thing I noticed between Di Maria and Meretti is the defensive side of things. Miretti's much more involved in the defensive aspect and it helps out tremendously. Um, That is the big difference that stands out to me from Di Maria to Miretti when you use them as one of those guys just behind the forwards. Now, that's not a knock on Di Maria because I would never play Di Maria and want uh, the defensive side of it from him. But again, Di Maria is an out and out winger. So the 3-5-2 kind of comes into a question too, unless he had that freedom to just kind of roam from side to side, mm-hmm. which should technically happen. Chiesa and Di Maria were so bunched up yesterday. We were we were terrible yesterday positionally and everything. McKinney, yeah. I couldn't make sense of what the hell his assignment was. There's a lot of questions to ask. Everybody's got these questions. Four three three, 3 3 you get everybody back healthy? Sure. Fly at it. Fly at it. Um what do you yeah costage like, as a left back uh potential uh possibly maybe you could try it it was awful yesterday when it happened and mm-hmm. we switched into that four back for a little bit um there's a lot of questions everybody's gonna about have this one, the players how about this
1: one from luca how about this question right here can we pick one good thing from the game
0: Piesa looks good on the left. (laughs) Uh, He looks uh, good on the left and he's willing to take guys on. He creates havoc. We just got to get everything else going.
1: I'm a big tech guy, but he's not going to break Buffon's record of clean sheets. Consecutive minutes. The selfish
0: part of me is happy about that because I want that to remain with Gigi. So there you go. no knock against tech because you said that like tech had massive massive shoes to fill Uh, (laughs) um this guy like buffon's larger than life at UVA, um and he's done well but i the selfish part of me wanted that to always stay there so so maybe
1: this one it's always good to quiet the home crowd
0: that was good that was good yeah the weather weather i think the weather was nice (laughs) Uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got questions. Everybody has yeah. their own idea of where Juve should go from here. 4-3-3, I'm not against it. But I will say this when it comes to the players. And I can't get over the fact of this being almost a step right back to the start of the year because the effort level. The effort level. And I want to talk about guys being soft and what your take is yep. on that Watching that game. Because yep. I couldn't help but feel... We were back to this square one in terms of now these guys and their effort. So, okay, Max gets a game plan wrong. He gets a lineup wrong, whatever. The guys on the actual pitch and Mm -hmm. the fight, the fight, that's like a bare minimum. It wasn't there for me. And I saw way too much lobbying for calls and guys just going half-assed and not getting stuck in. Whereas on the flip side, Man, they were all over us in the middle yeah. of the pitch, especially.
1: It's almost like Napoli was using Inter's game plan that Inter used on Napoli last week. Yeah. There's, you know, they're going to bring the body, uh, they're going to make it a physical game. The one player, and again, I'm not really into agendas, not really my thing. But the one player that was invisible yesterday was Rabio. Compared to the run that he had coming into this game, he was arguably our most consistent player or best midfielder coming into this game, in terms of you know playing his position, everything he's been offering. Okay, he's not banging goals, but as a midfielder, he was doing his job. But yesterday, invisible, like he was, like you just said, some he was one of the players I was lobbying for calls. I was just like, this isn't the player that we saw coming in, and I that just fed right into people's agendas of like, oh, this guy with the ten million. Forget all the contract talk he didn't do his job yesterday. And he was probably the one I was the most well, other than Bremer. Like, geez, other than Bremer, he was the one I was like, "Where?" I did. I forgot he was out there. Cause he didn't, he didn't do much of anything yesterday.
0: Yeah. That, and everybody says, you know, McKinney and Rabio cannot play at the same time. I, I've always said it. I've, I've always said it too. Yesterday again, I just said, I would understand it if it's, a means to push Chiesa forward. Mm-hmm. So seemingly turn it into a three, four, three to get Chiesa forward on that right side. That wasn't the case. And then it really didn't make sense and stuck out like a sore thumb. So yeah, moving forward, get the young guys in there. Um, storm the barn, everybody. We're going to get into it. This one was an absolute beatdown. Any questions you have or whatnot? There's usually a lot in terms of transfer mercado and everything. Um, I will say this. As far as news goes uh, recently here, it just seems that Juve is going all in on Grimaldo and Mm -hmm. that they're front runners and they should probably lock them up on that uh, free transfer in the summer. So yeah, we'll be following Grimaldo closely and um in terms of injuries getting back quadrado for copa italia so we got some storm the barn questions coming in we're going to let those build up a bit here okay we're going to tag them but i just want to ask Ant, what's going to mm. happen in the response how do you feel with this copa Italia tie coming up midweek
1: well man you know we we have a bit of history already this season with Monza, right so if that's not fuel enough to go out there and want to smack them in the mouth, I, I, I don't know what is. Like, it's it's real. It's realistically the only trophy that's there. For, well, I don't know. Europa League, we'll see, but we'll see how we do in, in the first round of that. But you know, this is a, a a good opponent to start off with. They're going to be a little tricky because they gave us fits in the first game mainly because we have the Di Maria's red card, but. Uh, I the, the rest I, I want to see a positive response and go out there early goal, take a big lead. That's what I that's what I hope to see. Um we need it after a game like that. You need to come out, and it's easy, and you and I have seen it lots. It's easy after a game like that to come out flat again because yeah. you don't, you know, you still have like that post-traumatic stress syndrome disorder yeah. from that game that you just went through. But I think I think. Allegri has done a good job in the sense of getting the guys forget about the last game, forget about where we are in the standings, forget about you know looking too far down the road. He, he I think he'll get them ready for this one. Didn't really get them ready for that last one, so I got some questions, but I
0: think he, I think he'll get them ready ready for this one. Yeah, well, let's hope we got no red cards to uh <laughs> to deal with uh there in Was that our that. that's our
1: only red card this season, I believe. That Di Maria one. Yeah. Although saying uh,
0: Locatelli's efforts go under the radar for a lot of fans. He is committed to this shirt. Things not going his way, but he always gives 100%.
1: I think He was on an island yesterday.
0: Yeah. I he mean, we talked about it and Napoli absolutely swarming us, especially in the middle. And a lot of the time I was losing my mind because McKenny He would give a three-foot pass to Locatelli while Locatelli's shouldn't even be an option because he's absolutely swarmed. And he would rather do that than just try and pop the ball over the guys himself to get it over to Bremer or Sandro to switch the field. And it's decisions like that. Rabio, rabio has got... I don't know if this was not being communicated to him, but even at some point, you have to know, and to your point of how bad he played... So many times these guys were running like the progression of the ball is not when you, when you work your way out of an overload, Mm -hmm. you don't fucking head right back into where you got out of Rabio a handful of times yesterday and uncharacteristically of the run that he's been on this year in form. My God, man, one half step and turn like this and this way instead he's, I'm going to go right into this fucking shit pile of players and lose the ball, and then Napoli's gonna control and come at us. That happened so much yesterday, and Locatelli was destroyed because he was getting sueyed by his own players, man. They were like suiciding him. And yeah, the
1: um oh, that wasn't the one we we're talking about now. Okay,
0: the oh, thing is again so player quality. We know we need help and the game plan, whatever there. That was piss poor from max adjustments you want to talk a little bit about the subs he made and how you felt again i don't think anything would have changed at that point the way the game was going and everything um i i don't see anybody we okay have let's
1: get day. it let's get in the luck thing really well, quick okay look at real
0: quick then storm the barn
1: yeah well it's sort of a storm the barn question it was an earlier question that wasn't a storm the barn question that's sort of a question look until gets smacked in the mouth right yes and some people were saying red card at, uh, for me, that is at the minimum, a yellow card. I don't think it changes the game at all. I don't think, you know, I don't think Osama going to pick up another yellow and you know, all that. I don't think it's a red card, but you, as a player, you always have to have control of your body. Look at Cardiff. Was it, was it Cardiff where Dabala got the red card because he was falling the ball over his head and then he studded somebody in the gut. You You know, he didn't mean to do it, but you always, that's a red card. But you always have to have control in your body. You can't be flailing your arms around like that.
0: It's in the rules. And that's why I laugh at uh, all the Napoli fans that are putting it. It wasn't intentional. Come on. Has no, doesn't even matter. And it's stated in the rules, intentional or not, does not matter. You have. We're not saying it changed the game.
1: I must say that changed the game.
0: in control. No, it wouldn't yeah. have changed. I don't think it would no. have changed because I don't think that's a red. I think it's a yellow. It yes. should have at least been a yellow card. I don't think it's a straight red, but you have to have control of your body. It's yeah. no different than making a challenge, your follow through, you have to be in control taking a shot. You have to be in control of yourself. Um and then yeah. that game does change when uh, Locatelli goes out. Yeah. It gets, it get it gets it got a lot worse. It gets worse. <laughs> it got a lot worse. But yep. you know, um, I don't it is know. What it is. Yeah, Locatelli's got. Uh, he's got some haters out there. He's got some haters out there. Um, it's what it is. Let's get to uh, some more here. Uh, what's this? Uh, Bremer It's one of the worst defenders I have ever seen. No saved pace. This <laughs> horrible on ball skills. No passing. Off balance all the time. How the hell is he? In- thoughts. My thoughts. I is not- completely disagree with you. Yeah i I don't even know how to answer this. I I'm not gonna go off the deep end on yesterday's game um, <laughs> for the guys, uh, especially not Bremer, based on what I've seen so far in his time with us. Let alone mm-hmm. last season when he won Defender of the Year in Syria. Um yeah, no. I, I can't agree, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna chalk it up to one bad game. And do you have anything to add?
1: I have nothing to add to that. I have yeah. no comment on that.
0: Yeah, I, I I can't get on that one. Can't get on that train. <laughs> Remo why did Fajoli okay. Moretti not? Can start? I start with this one? McKenny is useless. Fire away, man.
1: Uh okay, now about the McKenny part, the first two. Medetti would have got a, would have got absolutely bodied yesterday by uh, Mario Rui and whoever else is in there. They would have got steamrolled by those Napoli midfielders. I don't think they would have stood a chance physically yeah. against in that game right there. Wouldn't stood a chance physically. You know they offer a different skill set to McKinney. I agree, but no, it wouldn't have been better with those guys in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I. I think Fajoli would have helped in a certain aspect, but not enough to get us beyond the line Mm -hmm. in this one. Um, I even think to some degree, Moretti would have helped, but, um, and you know, he had some flashes late in the game, but the game's done at that point in Napoli's cruise control. So you you can only take that with a grain of salt, him and Sule when they entered. um, You can definitely make a case about Max and not pulling the right strings in this one yesterday, whatever, but again, hindsight's 2020 20, and doesn't feel that physically they would have uh, met the demands of this one, but Mm-mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. Luca, what do you guys do next game? New formation, which players go uh, Italia against Monza. I, I, I don't necessarily think we have to go to a new formation. What I think we mm-hmm. do need to do is, Trust the young guys, play the young guys. I want to see Gatti in there uh, against Monza in the Copitalia. I want to see Fagioli back in there. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to see one of... And I said this leading up to guys getting healthy. We don't have to play Di Maria and Chiesa at the same time just because we have them. Um, we don't have mm-hmm. to do that. Whatever works better for the group in its entirety trumps what's better for the individual. So mm-hmm. again, throughout this show, we've been talking about play the 4-3-3, get those guys uh, in their natural positions. If the group falters and we go back into looking shaky at the back and unable to balance defense to offense, then I don't care where Chiesa is playing or where Di Maria is playing because it won't ultimately matter. Mm-hmm. So for Monza, me... Three five two, get Fajoli in the middle of the pitch, mm-hmm. one of Di Maria Chiesa as that second, but give them some freedom to roam. Like, for instance, either one of those guys should almost play it like a two man front and not just ahead of the midfield and get them out wide to kind of attack. So that's, that's what I would do, but get the young guys back in there. Um, and fully agree, I agree with all of that. Nice, that works for me. Good. Next one, next, mm-hmm. right? Who's going to be the next manager? Al, Al's going to be the next manager next season. He's oh, on the list. Man, I don't think that group <laughs> of players is ready for that. Uh, no idea. I'll tell you, i It's going to be Max on the line though uh, for Napoli though. Could for me, for me, Max Allegri is the manager next year. I don't think so. Should we have a little friendly wager here on this one? We should do something.
1: Yeah, we'll think we'll think of
0: something. We should do something, but I don't think he's gonna be around next year, but that's just me. Thoughts. Max style of play is sitting back. Puke. Europa League might be the only chance to win a trophy. I don't think so. If you're looking at the brackets at Copitalia, we should be semifinals minimum, minimum semifinals. So uh mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, think Gopedalia is still a good shot at uh, a trophy. Syria is 10 points. Still, you know, it's not over, but that's a big blow and shows the gap we have to really get there because we're going to have to beat. Uh, we've got them coming back to Turin. My God, I, I hope it goes completely different at our home. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got time before that rolls around Um, 10 points, crazier things have happened. Um, But maybe that feeling I had before about Napoli is kind of dying about that. They'll blow it. And the Spalletti effect, maybe just maybe after a statement, emphatic statement went like that, you know, and it's tough to say because I truly believe we're not, we're not that far behind Napoli or at least shouldn't be, but My God, yesterday was awful. So Mm -hmm. only chance of winning a trophy? I don't think so. I think uh, Copa's a higher chance uh, than uh, Europa League. But uh, Europa's going to be interesting because Max's uh, play style, I don't know if it gets uh, blown up kind of like Napoli did and what happened in Champions League. What do you think, and Do you think it goes differently this uh, European venture than Champions League?
1: (sighs) Well, the competition is definitely lower. Uh, I I always I was saying at the beginning of the year, you know, I, I had my doubts on us progressing very far in Champions League. I thought with this group, especially when we weren't playing well that first quarter of the season, I thought for some of these players, a deep European Europa League run would do them good to get the European experience because we're just not getting it in Champions League. So uh I would be it depends on if he – I think he should play some of the young guys in that Europa League, If these, especially some of the young guys that are going to be staying around like Fagioli and Moretti. Those guys should be getting that European experience in those games. So it'll be interesting. But Max is under a lot of pressure to win a trophy. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to – he might not be rolling those young guys out in those games, which I probably don't really agree with. I think it I think it's a positive. People are looking at oh it's Europa League who wants to play on Thursdays. I think you gotta look at it as a as a, a, a way, a positive way for the players to get more European experience. And we're gonna be doing a lot more games on Mondays, I guess, right? Because if they play Thursdays, I don't
0: you know, know, we'll we'll see. We'll it'll be see Monday, a lot Monday games. Dell's how many losses will it take for Max to realize he needs to have an actual fluid attack style to hurt better teams? Or is he just not capable of doing that? Not worth $9 million a season, in my opinion. Um, for the first part of the question, all I will say is Max ain't changing. Max has been coaching for how long? And Max is who he is. And mm-hmm. we thought maybe two years away from the game would change him, but it seemingly hasn't. So if he hasn't changed now, he's never going to change. But nope. in the attacking phase he believes in the players having freedom and using their uh, characteristics and styles and personality to come through. Um, as far as what I think is actually the bigger issue is his um, fear of pressing. And the fact that we are non-existent when it comes to pressing. Like yesterday when we're down, we... We had no, we showed no desire to go out and get that ball back quickly to try and do mm-hmm. something with it. That's what frustrates me the most, and we've got to be able to do that. You can't just let teams, good teams, any team for that matter, just play with the ball comfortably and do what they want to do and try to poke and prod at your defense and break it down. You need to get out there, put pressure, win the ball back if you sacrifice something if something happens okay props to them but you're forcing them to execute at a higher level by pressing them by sitting back by being passive you're making it easier for them Mm -hmm. and we're the ones exerting more energy so that's the bigger problem i have than the attacking fluidity is the lack of a press um and just that fight and desire to go out and get the ball back. What did Napoli do? The second they lost possession, all yep. over us. Man. Yep. All over us. And they they've done that in Europe too so far. They just that's what teams are doing now. You have to press, you have to put your teams under and that's more the style it's going to. Um all those people that were talking about and I got into this on the watch along a bit. We always hear this, and good football, ugly football, this battle of beautiful football and not associating mm-hmm. it with winning and all this. I said, look, it really doesn't matter how the hell you get the job done, but you got to get the job done. But you got to know what you need to do against teams to hurt them. Mm-hmm. If you're playing an offensive uh, strong team like Napoli – You know we're probably going to suffer in midfield when it comes to possession. Yeah, you're probably going to be a little more on the pragmatic side. But you can't be completely passive. Okay, so there's playing defensive football, but there's sitting back and being passive, which I think is completely different. You still have to have that level of pressure. Um, even if you're going to play this pragmatic approach, and we didn't, we didn't even do that yesterday, um, and that's the frustrating part. What do you think of getting the team to play closer together, like Mancini got Italy playing what is called squadra corta, short gaps between the uh, defense, midfield, and attack, and move up and down the field together? <sighs> I mean, I'm not against anything. I just, I don't know if shifting everything completely right now is the Mm -hmm. call. That's all. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with however we want to play if it's good for the group. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday, looking at that game. And when you look at most teams, like, The players know their roles. They know their positions and what's going to happen. For me, Di Maria seemed to be fighting it all day because he's just trying to look for space to try and get involved. Mm -hmm. Um, But when our midfield is completely ruled out and a couple guys in there are making awful decisions, we can't even break the lines to find Di Maria. So you get back to this game, maybe we would have been better off just spreading it out sticking guys on uh perimeters and maybe trying to uh you know bring Chiesa back but attack with somebody but mckinney's not that guy and he can go up there and do that so there's a lot of questions in making it all make sense milik barely had anything to do yesterday
1: didn't wasn't even involved
0: like we didn't even barely used him as a target man barely involved like that can't happen so something went horribly wrong horribly wrong we know something went horribly wrong but i'm fine with whatever we want to decide but i just don't think we'll be able to pull something new together um like this in this period of time a 4-3-3 and just playing guys in natural positions that makes sense because, you know, it, you're more banking on Allegri, just banking on these guys, doing what they can do uh, on their own freedoms and stuff, and at least you're putting them in natural spots. But switching it up and playing them all close together, I think some technical gaps will come through, to be honest. Um, spreading it out, giving guys more time on the ball and whatnot is probably a little bit more helpful for our guys. Look at Napoli. They play 1-2-2. Boom, boom, boom. That hasn't been a part of our game for years. Mm-mm. Zari wanted to do that. He tried to do that. And for whatever reason, he, we go back to this. These players are untrainable. They just don't do it. They don't stick with it. It's it's not working. But, man, we are a slow team to watch. Right, Ant?
1: <laughs> Looks like me out there. So, I looked like me out there yesterday. Oh, man. And my knees snap, crackle, and pop when I
0: wake up in the morning. <laughs> So YFG, where do we go from here with Pogba and Blavich coming back? And this loss denting our confidence. So the confidence thing. Everybody, uh, that seems to be a common theme out there on social media and everything from Juventini. Confidence, the confidence of this team. Where do we go? Right now, with how much has gone on in this point of the season, it's really hard for us, Sam. Because, like, we've been through it all. We've seen so much happen.
1: Both extremes, you, literally how both many extremes. Heroes can
0: you do in a season? <laughs> um, at this point, you just gotta hope that these guys coming back fit have the right impact because you're running out of you're running out of tricks. You're running out of uh, the words, the motivational words. Like they start to fall upon deaf ears when uh, everything shatters. Right, and this was a big game, and the confidence, where the guy's heads at. That's all going to be on full display against Monza.
1: I think. I think the Monza loss was a bigger shot in the confidence against this loss. Really, because Monza is a team you have to beat. Monza was a team that was not good at the time. They, you know, they've they're a scrappy team, right? They've been taking points off a team, so they're they're turning into something that we didn't think that they were at the time. I think this one is just players as a player. You would just look at this game and be like, man, we just, cause not is the, the number one team in the league right now. So it's not like we lost to the worst team in the league. I, I don't, I think they'll be able to shake this one off
0: and move on to the next one. Yeah. Uh, realistically the, was... like how, how it went down. You don't think how, like, I see if you're no. in the game and it's a tight game and whatever, it doesn't go your way. You lose. It's like, okay, yeah, you know what? We could have done this, right? This, right. And we were in yeah. it. This one, we were never in it and we were God awful. And that could go I either think, way.
1: I think that's like when you're can, in a game, like if you've like,
0: you been part of a team that's got blown out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, you know, everything goes so bad that you're like, yeah, you know what? That's not us. That's not us. And you could kind of move on because you're yeah. like, that wasn't that wasn't us. That wasn't yeah. this team, whatever. With this UVA side, you don't necessarily know if they're going to take that approach. And we have looked fragile before. So the fear of that coming back in is very much a possibility. But right?
1: What could be what's worse when you you throw everything at a team and nothing worked, right? Like if you put your best lineup out there and you're you know they're blocking shots. You're putting everything, in, and you you can't score. You're like, man, how are we gonna beat this team? That game yesterday, you didn't. You didn't. Nobody showed up. We didn't have any chances. We didn't defend well. We weren't coached well. We weren't prepared well for that game. So it's almost like just forget that one and move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah. But I think Pogba and Vlaovic are gonna be a big lift to this team. People keep. It's surprising to me. We need hope, them, to, but I think like, it'd be a big lift to be. Yeah,
0: we need them to be, and mm-hmm. you got to hope right now, after something like that, that these guys starting to get back it just helps everything as the frustrations continue on with um, Aldo, with um, mm-hmm. Quadrado and everything like that. Having him back helps too, okay? He was doing his duty and his role defensively. Granted, it was not everything we wanted offensively, but it's, it's, it's going to help because McKenny was filling in in a role there, whatever, he did a good job against Udoji whatnot, but that's not a solution we should look for all second half of the season. Fajoli, Locatelli, Rabio remain kind of our best uh, midfield trio as a unit again. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, Eric coming in here saying the concern for me, and I think Al may have touched on it's continuing bad habits with some of these young players. Kiese Fajoli, Lo Cameretti are all playing with bad habits, and uh, this ultimately hurts their development and whatnot. I don't... We gotta really question the duties of these players and what they're being asked to do. Like, y- you can't expect someone says McKenny go run around like a headless chicken, like. what what's the objective what's the like what's the goal and it just doesn't make sense but again we have nothing but questions and only those involved know everybody but uh we'll see what happens luca comes in here saying for nine million a season has max done anything in these two years to warrant more time and i'm gonna let you kick us off on does he warrant more time it's easy to look
1: at that game yesterday and say no, but it's also difficult for me to forget the eight in a row we just won with clean sheets. So, y- yes, I'm not going to put that game as the sole reason why he doesn't warrant more time. Uh, I'll I'll reserve judgment till the end of the season, and we'll see where we land at the end of the season. I think you're. Doesn't matter where we land at the end of the season, he's done. I think I, I disagree. I think it it will, and we'll see what the club does. I because I think he'll be the coach here next year. So two more years. Mm. Uh, definitely one more year. Cause I think they'll they'll turn it around and I think top four won't be an issue. I don't think he wins one trophy. If issue. he wins one trophy, he's here next year. I don't think so. Okay.
0: And I don't think it's really anything um, more than just a new, fresh direction. New management, new sporting director, new coach. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough. I can't help but feel he was brought in because of Agnelli and Brock back because of Agnelli. I think is just going to want to start fresh. And that's not necessarily a bad thing either i know we talk about trying to create some type of stability and i would like that if it worked out but ultimately you do also have to look at um some of the signs some of the signs of are we actually like evolving are we growing are we going to be able to benefit from this pool of young players Mm -hmm. um are we not getting the most out of our roster yes our roster needs work but is it not to the level of what it should be? There's a ton of questions that are going to follow through and, uh, only time is going to tell, but I actually think we're going to have a fresh, fresh slate at, uh, UV. The roster can't be ignored either. While we want to, we all wanted that to go, obviously get a victory and flip to the, uh, on its side, uh, yesterday and it mm-hmm. didn't work. But, uh, we've all known, we've all talked about it. We come here on these podcasts and we discuss it. And I mean, it's in the news. You've got a a contract extension from 2018 where this guy has a shot at an automatic renewal. We just went through an automatic renewal with Juan Quadrado. Um, You can't deny, nobody can deny the mismanagement in terms of Mm -hmm. some of these contracts and the players and what we did. And, if you look at this roster, I was saying this, man, we do so many shows, but if I could go back and clip this thing, yeah, this team hasn't reflected, the roster hasn't reflected the amount of resources we've pulled out of the Champions League for a decade. The roster hasn't reflected that. And not only that, but keeping that roster fresh, keeping it with guys that are willing to come in there and fight for minutes, fight for starting positions and whatnot. We haven't done that. It's been too comfortable at Juve. Um, no disrespect to Daniele Rugani, but that project should have been moved on a lot sooner. Sandro, we had an opportunity to sell, make a lot of money. At one point, we should have done that and we could have spread that money out. We still could have got a full back. Um, There, There's a lot in terms of our roster management, that needs work. Um, We need a sporting director first off and foremost. It starts there. Get a new management team, and then at the end of this season, evaluate everything, okay? But we have to make and take advantage of all this young talent. Without question. I agree with that. Yep. And Max. Again, we'll know more once everybody's fit and everything, but if all of a sudden young guys that had a major part in the streak are all of a sudden not given any faith or shown any, you know, appreciation or get those minutes, Mm -hmm. that's a pro that becomes a problem for me. All right. Um, But, the roster management can't be denied, right, Anth? Fully agree, big guy. And there it is. So, vent. We vented. We ranted. <laughs> we Sorry, did it all did. today. Yep. <laughs> but, um, like, let's get to some of these comments. We got uh, Dominic coming in. Here. I don't have a problem to lose against a better playing Napoli side. Don't get me wrong. It's hard to take. But the manner of how we lost is unacceptable. We got put in a split. I agree. What happened Mm -hmm. yesterday is completely unacceptable. But
1: Don't let it ruin your day.
0: There's a lot of variables. How many of you would have banked on Bremer playing like that yesterday?
1: Zero. Well, one. You would have offered me that
0: at the start of the game and say, I bet you 10K that Bremer puts up a stinker. I would have said, I'm taking you up on that because there's no chance in the biggest game of our season right now. He Mm -hmm. does that. He did backline like defensive did you think napoli would pot five going into this one even if we were going to lose the game not a chance not a chance sucks it happened do you blow everything up right now when there's still objectives we need to hit and just get through does a new coach really change everything at this point in time it might be a start towards what we need to do but i almost feel like Well, this is a good question to finish up on. Mm -hmm. Does it do more damage? Do you think continuing on in this manner, or would it actually be good to do the fresh start while the season's going down in order to build to the future if they had that guy? But here's the thing. Who's making that call? You have no board right now. You have no management team. It's all me. No sporting director. So, So who's making that call? That's the one thing that stops me, but. Mm-hmm. let's just say for the sake of sure if a coach could step in and they had a guy and they want him in there do you think it's more beneficial to just do that right now
1: 36 hours ago we were we won eight games in a row and had eight clean sheets right now we are eight and one in our last nine games i don't change a goddamn thing yeah just keep
0: it rolling finish the year you evaluate out. at the end of the season. Yeah evaluate at the end of the year i'm kind of i'm kind of on this on on the same and uh, luca as much as he's to change he says yeah it's it's too late now yeah um but there's going to be a lot that say you make the change whatever but i say who's making that call we don't have the management team we need a sporting director here's what i want juventini okay yeah. unity from top to bottom okay bringing in a coach now before Mm -hmm. you have that next wave of management, before you have that sporting director, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. So get a group together that is all on the same wavelength that wants, that has the same philosophy with next week, the 18th, the 18th is the date where the board is voted in. We've got the names. It's all lawyers accounts, whatever. And people were flipping out about that. But I don't think they truly understood. This is just the board. It's not mm-hmm. the management team. Mm-hmm. So that is just the board. Okay. Uh, but take it easy. You've got to sort out your management and get a sporting director before you name the next coach of Juventus, mm-hmm. should they want to even change. There is still a lot of football left, though. And we'll see what happens. Okay. Lots see what happens. Of football left. Lots. Um, everybody. I always thank you guys. You guys are incredible. I said at the start of the show, the live watch along, regardless of what went down was amazing. It's because of all of you. I thank you for the continued support. Yesterday was unacceptable, but we move on because the reality is we are a work in progress. Are there still changes that need to be made? Absolutely. But they're not going to be done today and they're not going to be done tomorrow tomorrow. So mm-hmm. we have to pick our heads up. The team's going to have to get their shit together. They're going to have to go into midweek against the Copitalia, and they're going to have to prove that that was a one-off disaster where everything went wrong, and they're going to have to get their shit together quick and get the job done in Copitalia. Copitalia, I expect semi-final bare minimum. okay? We have to make the semi-final, and from there, we see what happens, okay? Europa, and guess what, Al? Guess what? You're gonna be here. I'm gonna be here, and all the people in the comments are gonna be here. Hell yeah! That's what we do. We'll be here. We're gonna go through this. Mm -hmm. Hey, one game at a time, everybody. Okay, one game at a time. But Copitalia, let's go. Let's go. Um, Get the job done against Monza, and then we will face Atalanta on the weekend. And Atalanta, Ants got thoughts about Atalanta. Let's uh, get to your thoughts about Atalanta. Clown
1: chill. Well, that one guy, who's the guy that always buries us? What's his name again? He just got transferred
0: out. Oh, Malinowski. Malinowski.
1: So we should be fine now.
0: Yeah. Juve's got uh, to prove that uh, that was a one-off and a disaster. So hopefully they can do that for all of our sakes, Juventini. Again, uh, hey, figure uh, figure your shit out, Juve. Okay. Glimpse for punishment, hey. Yeah. And Misery loves company, so we thank we all don't of do you. This for us. We like do this the video, <laughs> subscribe to the channel. Everybody will be back. I'll give you the daily update videos leading up to that Copitalia match. We're going to do the match day live. Midweek games, working, no watch-along. Weekend, Atalanta, watch-along. Watch-along, everybody, okay? So uh, let's see what happens. Ugly win against Atalanta. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Alberto for board of directors. Hey, yeah. Why not? Why not? I'm game. I'm game. Let's we do flipping it. Flipping tables. Let's do it. And the mustache is gone, everybody. The wife's. If there's one positive, uh, Luca asked about positives about the game yesterday. One positive. <laughs> it's gone. Everybody, thank you again. Like the video. Subscribe. We will talk to you all. Enjoy the rest of your weekends. Don't let things out of your control your weekend. ruin. Your weekends, okay. Um, thank you again for the continued support. We will talk soon. No matter what, it's fino no what. alla fine. Mm-hmm. Juve. One game at a time, one day at a time. Changes will not be made tomorrow, everybody. So don't expect it. Let's wait, be patient, and let's wait to see who we have to have faith in because we don't have a management team right now. <laughs> so,
1: Speaking of faith in us,
0: yeah. So, That's maybe funny. Allegri's calling the shots. Does he fire himself? Probably Ooh, not. So, bold move. Bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it plays <laughs> out. Everybody, ciao duty. Take care.